And everybody know the story of David and Goliath, but this is bigger than Trump. This is for the warrior, this is for you and I. This is for euphoria, give me a peace of mind. God is recording this, won't you look in the sky? Tell him that you got the behavior of your neighbor. Even when stability's never in your favor. Fly with the turbulence, only last a minute. Land on your dreams and recognize your living. Walk through the valley and peace with bare feet. Walk through the flames, there's more passion for me. Walk past the morning just so the world can see. Walk by the wounds on me, you're watching me live them clean. I know, I know, my pride, my goals, my eyes, my lows. I know, I know, it's my control. I know I can prosper, no imposter. Prosecute my posture, I stand up and I stand by your way. I am a freedom fighter, the name that history wrote, and even through disaster, I know the tiger. This podcast is a member of the Place to Be Nation family. Visit us at placetobenation.com, the only place to be in your pop culture world. Yes, folks, it's on again. It's been two months, folks, since you thought we thought la- you got rid of us. No. You, you thought you got rid of us, but no, we're back here into the Spidey movie verse again. We had a quick stop with King the Conqueror a while back, but we're here. We're here, Chico, and we're finally here to talk about the amazing Spider-Man 2. It's been a long road to get here for the last two months. Uh, we learned a lot of things over the summer yeah first of all people can't be trusted to do the right thing sorry thanks a lot sylvie and second of all when somebody tells peter parker to do something he takes that to heart if you recall when we were last here captain stacy's dying words to peter parker were leave gwen out of it and does he listen nope no, no, well, he, well, you know what? God bless him. He tried. He tried, but no. He no. said the best promises are the ones you can't keep. Yep. Boy, the- Peter, were you so dead wrong on that. Uh, nobody puts out a stone in a corner. No, sir. Okay. So, how did we get here to the amazing Spider-Man 2, Chico? Okay, brief setup of what has happened so far. Peter got bit by a spider, which may or may not be a fault of his father. He hooks up with Gwen Stacy. He meets up with the big bad. I forgot who it was in the Amazing. It was the lizard. Kirk Connors. Yeah, Kirk Connors, the lizard. He was supposed to be his mentor. Turns out he wants to turn everybody in New York into lizards to match their poor, pathetic lizard brains. Gwen's father, chief of police, Stacy, tries to intervene, dies, as, you know, Spidey was saving the day. And his finally putting two and two together, Stacy tells Peter, leave Gwen out of it. And as we said, does he listen? No. No, but bless him, he tried. So 
we got Andrew Garfield. We got Emma Stone back. We also got Sally Field back as Aunt May. So who do we have, Chico, as our villain, our big bads in this movie? Okay, now you're going to have to, you know, pay very close attention because there are actually, you think there's one big bad, there's actually three. The first is Paul Giamatti as Alexei Sichevich, and he will become a big bad later on down the line. (laughs) Down the line, Chico! (laughs) The second is Jamie Foxx as Electro. Wait a minute! Hold on, Chico! You're talking about the same Jamie Foxx that's the host of Beat Shazam on Fox? Yep, the same Jamie Foxx that we will talk about sometime next year on our other show. It was a thing with uh, his uh, short-lived Netflix project. And then you have, sort of as a... uh, Third uh, big bad. A third big bad, but not really a big bad because he's very tiny. Dane DeHaan. This Macaulay Culkin-looking motherfucker. No, 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 Chico, you have it wrong. This Adam Banks-looking mother Because he looks like Adam Banks' stunt double. He plays Harry Osborn, a.k.a. the Green Goblin. Which, if you remember the original Spider- the Raimi trilogy Spider-Man, he was never the Green... Technically, he was never the Green Goblin. No, he was the Hobgoblin, wasn't he? But they didn't call him the Hobgoblin. The new Goblin, but they didn't call him the Hobgoblin. He was the new Goblin. Uh, His father who, by the way, is played in this film by... Chris Cooper. Chris Cooper. Who, by the way, Chris Cooper, of course, was in the movie Seabiscuit with Tobey Maguire. Inception. It's Spidey movie versus Inception, folks. And... Dane DeHaan. Plays Harry, who is the Green Goblin. You'll see him in a few moments. And then you have... Okay. We have returning as Richard and Mary Parker, Campbell Scott, and then Beth Davids. But there were not just scientists and doting parents to young Peter. They had a secret. A what? Se- a secret worth dying for. Oh, really? Well, I guess there's only one way to find out about this secret. Let's go over this movie, shall we? Roll the videotape. Let's go to the videotape. Thanks, Warner Wolf. Okay, we begin with Richard Parker killing off all of his spiders. Now, as we know, one of them will ultimately get out and, uh, well, you know, ouch. I have powers. Bing, pew, 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 pew. And by the way, while Richard Parker is trying to destroy his work and save backups to the cloud. He's locked out of Oscorp. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So he makes a video basically explaining everything. You're going to see the video in its entirety later in the movie, but he's distracted by young Peter, who is taken off to live with his Aunt May and Uncle Ben, because as much as Richard and Mary Parker love him, they do not want him to have any part of this nonsense. His last words? 
be good. So on their way to Lake Geneva, Richard and Mary have, they are continuing to upload what is only known as Project Roosevelt to the uh, cloud when all of a sudden, you're not the pilot, are you? Turns out he's not the pilot. Like I said, a secret worth dying for. This is where, okay, I know we're only, what, four, nearly five minutes into the movie, Chico. This is when the movie already is losing me. Yeah, it's like, okay, what's so important that people are willing to kill Richard and Mary Parker for? No, seriously, what's so important that Richard and Mary Parker whose lives are in danger. This is like some Sopranos right here. Oh, by oh, the way. The oh, the pilot, pilot oh, yeah, got by shot. The way, pilot's dead. The pilot's dead. The plane's going into a nosedive, much like this movie over the course of the two hours. Oh, yeah. And this is so heading into a nosedive, Chica went into his chips. I have to entertain myself. So, yeah, the plane's going like, oh, oh, it's going down. And then, they're, he's fighting with the the fake pilot guy over the for the laptop. Oh, by and the way, course, she, and, and by the way, the, the laptop is a Sony laptop because of course it is because it's 2014 mm-hmm. and of course it is. Oh, and he got up into the crowd. Good. And Richard's like, ah, f this laptop. Boom! As the plane heads to a nosedive, as they're both gonna die. Almost certain grisly death. Cut to the present day where Spidey is doing what Spidey does. Spinning a web any size, catching thieves just like flies. Oh, and here's the rhino. Oh no, wait. Oh yeah, Alexei. How do you pronounce that, Alexei? Thanks, Paul. By the way, I think Bort Giamatti is spitting in his grave seeing what his son looks like in this movie. If he really wants to spit in his grave, he looked at Fred Claus. <laughs> oh my god, Fred Claus. <laughs> That's something I haven't thought of in years. Nobody's thought of that. And yes, while Spidey is swinging, half of New York loves him, and the other half of New York would love to murder him. But can't worry about that now. He's got a robbery of whatever that is to, to stop. I think it's plutonium. It's Yeah, it's highly explosive plutonium 230-something. Oh, and here's J.B. Fox with these blueprints he's carrying. And a really daft-looking haircut, I should say. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, it turns into the opening sequence from Superman 3 as his blueprints are blowing all over the place onto the street. We wish we were kidding. We're not. And uh-oh. Uh-oh. Max, you're about to die. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But wait. Here comes Spidey. He managed to save his life and straighten his hair and get his blueprints back. And he knows his name because it's written on his badge. Max Dillon, employee of Oscorp. And And look, did you see that? Spider-Man used Max's saliva to straighten out his hair. Wow. I remember the before times when you could get away with that. Remember, we're a mask, people. And back to our robbery in progress. Right now, all of the NYPD is chasing down... This guy in his highly explosive 
plutonium, and uh, yeah, it ends up in this gigantic shootout. This is the sort of thing that Spidey needs to come in and stop, which he does, but uh, he needs to control all that plutonium. Otherwise, um, how do I put this politely? Boom. Uh-oh. Oh, and by the way, Spider-Man gets a call on his cell phone, and you won't believe what his ringtone is, Chico. I, uh, I'm willing to take a guess. Okay, what's the guess? It is it the Spider-Man theme from the cartoon. Yes, Chico, it is the Spider-Man theme. I have a question. Do they know it's the Spider-Man theme in this universe? I That is a really good question. It's like how in Rocky 3 they play the Rocky theme. But in the Rocky universe, nobody would have heard of the Rocky theme. So is this like a random song? That's something else? It's like nobody knows what this song is, but everybody seems to dig it. Yeah, I guess. Oh, it's Gwen on the phone. Oh, hi, Gwen. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I just remembered something. Was it today the day of the high school graduation? Yes, it is. Oh, and Spider-Man's looking at the police car, and what does he see? Oh, my God! It's Ghost Dennis Leary! Looking at Peter like... Nope. <laughs> so you're nope. looking at him like, you can't see me, but I'm doing the, uh, the two... I got my eye on you. So Gwen's giving her graduation speech. And Spidey still needs to stop this heist. And while he does stop the heist, he also manages to save a couple of bystanders who would have otherwise been crushed to death by a bus. And uh, I don't know if it's a product of his mask, but Spidey is very, very cocky. No, seriously, he uses his web to pants Alexi here. And oh, oh, did you see that? His his gun hit him in the head. Ow. But back to high school, where Peter arrives just in time to receive his diploma. And who else is in the audience besides Aunt May? It's Stan Lee! There's the man! And he's like, hey, I think I know that guy. Why didn't Stan Lee just yell at, hey, everybody, I see Spider-Man's here. Because he knows better to say that sort of thing. Because does he really want to, you know, cause a ruckus? Okay, here's my question, Chico. What's your question, Greg? This is something I've always been wondering. About every Stan Lee cameo. Tell me what's on your mind. Is he playing the same character in every movie? Well, obviously not in the Fantastic Four movies, because he's playing Willie the Mailman. But How do we know it's Willie the Mailman? That is true. We don't know if it's Willie the Mailman. For all we not. know, the real Willie the Mailman is dead. For all we know, he could have assumed his identity. May- do we know after everything that happened to Loki that he, and considering we saw what he did in Guardians 2, when he was telling all the Watchers about all these stories he was telling, do you think he's like a Watcher who just reports back to the Watchers being like, hey, you're not going to believe all the the crazy stuff I've seen in the multiverse, guys. Right? You think he's this insignificant guy, but he's totally not. Well, hopefully Phase 4 will answer all these questions. But in the meantime, let's continue on. Uh, Stan Lee notices Peter, and Peter notices Gwen. And he gives her a big wet kiss in front of everyone. Woo-hoo! You go, boy. Nice of Peter to uh, dress for the occasion. 
in his bootleg Thrasher shirt that he obviously sleeps in. What do you want from me, huh? Okay, now let's make this super awkward. Gwen knows that Peter's Spider-Man. That's a given. He's been busy before graduation. But what she really cares about is getting a dim sum with Peter. Which is, if you remember what happened earlier, really, really awkward. Hey, look! Gwen's family is asking Peter for dinner, and look who's in the background, Chico! Um, looking in the it's background. It's Ghost Dennis Leary again. Dennis, like I know what you're planning, and I will have none of it. I'm a ghost, and I'm watching you, Peter. W- remember what I said. Well, he didn't listen. So no. sorry, Ghost Dennis Leary. So, uh, well, Peter and Gwen going to dinner. Are they doing the whole breakup thing? Maybe yeah. I don't know. Yes, they are doing the whole breakup thing. It's like, oh, you do this to me again and again. Oh, I'm going to break up with you, Peter. Sorry. Well, what if I break up with you this time, huh? Well, the next day comes, Peter's doing the whole spider swing thing, and here's a bit of exposition. Half of New York loves him. The other half hates him. Just in case, you know, you missed something there. Oh, and he saves a kid from being beaten up by bullies. And gives him a brief science lesson, too. Yes! And this kid made a wind turbine. Oh, look at that. That's so great! That's he's a nice guy. Yeah, so Spider-Man's gonna walk this kid. His name's Jorge home. More quick cuts. A lot of heroics. A lot of heroics. Oh, hey, look! He's talking to the Statue of Liberty. By the way, Chico, do you know who plays the Statue of Liberty? I don't know who plays the Statue of Liberty. Who plays the Statue of Liberty? A.D. Bryan from SNL. Nice! Yes! I heart, I heart A.D. Bryan. Yes. And uh, let's just say Peter's getting used to the whole uh, thing about, you know, disguising himself as... Uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. And he even stops a criminal while he's sick. And shopping for medicine. And look, we see a cover of the Daily Bugle saying Spider Menace. Because, of course we do. But you notice we never see J. Jonah. Yes, because... All right. So they do establish in this movie that Peter is doing side work for the Daily Bugle. Oh, yeah. We'll see that in a moment. But we never actually do see J. Jonah Jameson in this movie. Now, I know J.K. Simmons expressed interest in wanting to reprise his role for this movie which i think would have been cool because it It would have been been totally believable it would have been totally it would have been like an like you know how judy dench played m in the uh pierce browser movies and then when they rebooted it with daniel craig she played the same role again that would have been awesome it would have been established like some kind of continuity i guess in actors between the two franchises so yeah, another thing we establish in this movie is uh, Aunt May is going back to school. Yeah, she's going back to be a nurse. Yep. And she needs Peter to take care of things while she takes her finals. Well, that's not helping out. Mm, no, it is not. Oh, and now what does Peter find? Hey, look, it's that briefcase. From the first movie? Yes, the from the first movie flashback to being with his dad and he's like 
eh, f this briefcase. I'm gonna sort of throw it in the closet. Somebody's throwing the whole. No, it's red Max. Thing. It's Max. Oh, it's Max. Yeah, Max is a Spider-Man stan. He is like obsessed with Spider-Man. It's like. What is now? He's he's convinced that they're best friends. Oh, uh, that yeah. He made a cake. Yeah, what? he made a cake. That's so nice. I like. And here's the thing. All he said to him was, "You're my eyes on the ground." That's all he said. And now he's like thinking, "Oh, he loves me." Like he saved your life, but it's not like he's your best friend. What is wrong with you? And then he says. Okay, all right, Chico. Guess what Max says about Spider-Man. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. People don't get a chance to see these small, kind things that you do for people. I, I know what they say about you in the press, but it doesn't matter to me because I know the real you. Because you're amazing. Wow. That's what the press needs. They should call you the amazing Spider-Man. Ah, he said it! He said it! He said the name! He said the name! He said the name of this. Well, it's the name of the previous movie, but it's part of the title of this movie. So, oh, by the way, uh, he is an electrical engineer. That's going to come into play later. That's why he had all the blueprints, because he's responsible for the electrical grid that Oscorp set up. Yep. Oh, Aunt May's pissed at Peter. Why is she pissed at Peter? So the last time Peter did the laundry, everything came up blue and red. And you know why? According to Peter. Because he was washing the American flag. Who washes a flag, Chico? Really patriotic people? I guess. I got nothing. Okay, so we see Max at Oscorp. And we have this AI named Kari. He's like, Oscorp is proud to announce the world's first electromechanical power grid by converting aging power stations into hydroelectric towers. Creating green energy. Yeah, if only they knew what it was made of. This guy knows what it's made of, though. Hey, it's Oscorp Ryan Howard! Oh, yay. I have no idea what BJ Novak's character's name is. I don't know what his name is either. (laughs) So who cares? We'll just call him Oscorp Ryan Howard. All right, so Max says to Oscorp Ryan Howard that all the power grids were designed by me. And Oscorp Ryan Howard's like, oh, you designed them? Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. And I'm Spider-Man. You're no Spider-Man. He's a Leo. You're a Sagittarius. You will smirch him again. I'm going to rip your well-groomed head off. And then we see... No, he didn't really choke him. It's all in his head. This is, like, important. Because we're seeing the seeds of his violent aggression. 74. Oh, hey, it's Gwen. Also an Oscorp employee. So Max introduces himself to Gwen. I uh, I know oh. Spider-Man. Oh, he knows. Oh, it's your birthday? Oh, yeah. Well, friends of mine made this flyer up. I'm having a birthday party at a big club with a lot of celebrities. Sure you are. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Max. Yeah. Sure. You think that. Yeah. And then he sees a news clip of Spider-Man. He's like, oh, that must be cool to have the whole world look at you like that. He's Ryan's Gwen. Hey, Spider-Man saved my life once. He said he needed me. Uh, And Gwen's like, yeah, okay. At least she remembered my name. Oh, yeah, she did remember his name. Meanwhile, oh, no. Okay, this is going to be very important. 
we're going to meet Harry Osborne, who looks like a cross between Mark Hamill and Macaulay Culkin. And Adam Banks. And Adam Banks. Okay, so remember in the last movie when we said that Norman was dying? Here's, well, there's here, the money shot. Here's Norman dying! <laughs> they introduce him in this movie, and they just kill him in this one scene. Nice of them to, you know, introduce him. Just to have him die. Yeah, in one freaking scene! Then he doesn't even, you know, make a big to-do about it. Actually, he makes all the to-do about it. We are talking father and son drama queens right here. You oh, yeah. sent me scotch for my 14th birthday, Dad. That was his 16th birthday. His 16th birthday, Dad. What a jerk. He sent him scotch. With for- compliments. Norman Osborne. He gave his own son, his underage son, liquor. What the hell? That's not the only thing he gave him. Apparently, they have a degenerate disease. What? Yep, Norman's dying from it right now, and soon, Harry will die of it, too. Wait a minute, why would Harry be dying? He's like 18 years old. His dad's like, what, 50, 60? Ish. So why is he dying right now? I don't know. Ask the writers. Norman gives Harry something. I don't know what it is. Like some kind of chip or flash drive or something. Flash drive or something. It's like, okay, follow the instructions and, you know, finish what I started. Now, if you remember, you know who else was an Oscorp employee? Richard Parker. Yeah. You know who else was working on a project about this sort of thing? Who? You'll see. Right now, let's get back to uh, what is J. Jonah Jameson doing? Okay. So Peter's uh, sending an email. That, who picks uh, an invoice and closed? I think you should consider maybe Spider-Man is trying to help. And then... Wrong! Yeah, wrong. And then on the TV... Norman Osborne has died. Hey, look, who's giving the news? It's Pat Kernan. Hey, I know that guy. We'll see him again in another Spider-Man movie. Maybe this is like... There's Pat Kernan variants throughout the multiverse. I also want to go on his Facebook and ask him, "Uh, Pat, I got a question for you. Are you a variant? Hey, look, there's a video clip of... Norman Osborn. We could do better. We should do better. Einstein said the world cannot be changed by our thinking alone. It starts with hard work. And then then these corporate suits are like, oh, Mr. Osborn, he changed the world. By the way, he died at age 63. He died aged 63. Meanwhile, Gwen Stacy gets an important phone call from the folks at Oxford University. They want to offer her a scholarship, but they got to grill her first. And while that's going on, everybody's ready to clock out, but Max has to stay behind because reasons. Because Oscorp Ryan Howard is a jerk. By the way, his name is Mr. Smythe. I'd rather call him Oscorp Ryan Howard. He's basically playing the same character he played in The Office. Yeah, what a real stretch, PJ Novak. I know. What a real test of your acting ability. You're supposed to be a genius, BJ Novak. What gives? 
Okay, so now we're in this room. Hey, look, there's some electric eels. I wonder what's going to happen here. Max is like, oh, I am so upset that uh, for my birthday, I designed this grid, and now I'm stuck here trying to fix it. Oh, there's a malfunction. What's going to happen? Oh, look. He's going to sing the happy birthday song to himself. Remember, this is 2014. This is when the happy birthday song was still copyrighted. So Sony probably had to pay money to use the rights to this song. And everybody still will not give Max the satisfaction of doing what they can to help him do his job. Because Oscorp is employed by bastards. Yeah. Oh, look! He got shocked! And, oh, it's not enough to get shocked. He's in the buffer fluid with the electric eels, and right now, he's being shocked. They, they got rid of his sort of Michael Strahan dealie. For some reason, the electricity did that. Why? I don't know! But at least he fixed the power grid. And now, Harry can have that really important, apparently, meeting. With that stupid haircut of his. Yeah, it's stupid-ass haircut. What the hell, Harry? That haircut sucks. Yeah. And, um... So now, we meet Norman's secretary, who's now Harry's secretary, Felicia Hardy, who is played by Chico. Felicity Jones. I told you I would get the two sorted. You can tell we didn't do this like five times. Nope. Before we settled on the right take. You know why? Because we are professional. And oh wait, from now, what's your name? Felicia. Okay, from now on, everyone at this table works for Felicia. Because Felicia works for me. You see, folks, they're going to set up something with Felicia Hardy. Which will totally get paid off down the line. Spoiler, it doesn't get paid off down the line. No, it doesn't. It's one of many checks that this movie can't cash. Yeah, because Avia Rod's like, Hey, Kevin Feige, you think you're so great with your cinematic universe? Well, I'm going to set my own cinematic universe. With blackjack and hookers! Hey, look who's here at the Osborne house. It's Peter! Man, I remember when Harry Osborne was the more studly looking of the duo. Now it's Peter. Peter, who's the most studly. You know, Harry looks like he should be playing Peter. Peter looks like he should be playing Harry. Now it's all messed up. Yeah, once again, thanks, Sylvie. Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan. More like Dane DeRong, am I right? Harry Osborne, he dates models. He rides on merry-go-rounds. He hangs out in Linear Park. He asks Peter about his love life, which is complicated enough as it is. Hey, did you know that Peter's ex-girlfriend works for Harry? Can you believe that crap? Can you imagine? Oh, look, Peter and Harry, they're setting up the exposition. Why'd your parents bail? Mm. Oh, my dad left a briefcase. I got a briefcase full of junk. Nice arm. Well, you know, you just throw a stone, get the right trajectory, all that good stuff. And meanwhile, some Oscorp people are overhearing this because I don't know. I don't know, but I don't like him. Look, 
him look shifty. It's like, this guy looks like he wants Oscorp off to himself, and he's not above offing all the Osborns to get it. Well, he only has one Osborn to off. Oh, yeah. Another thing. They're trying to bury the accident involving Max Dillon. Yeah, they want to make sure it's never spoken of again. Well, good luck for that, because Max rises out from his apparent grave and just like, oh, all this electricity, oh, and he finds all a hoodie. His, it looks like all of his scabs have fallen off, and he was like 95% scab. Hey, look, Peter found Gwen on the street. That's not awkward, except it's incredibly awkward. And they finally agree, you know what, maybe we should do the whole friends thing. Meanwhile, oh, here's Max, he's walking and uh cars are being set off he's getting the power of the electricity he's turning off the cars and then he's he's drawn to times square Uh Uh uh-oh meanwhile peter and gwen they're talking about the place that she loves to eat korean meatballs at and gwen's like Wait a minute, I never told you about that place when we were dating because it opened after we broke up. And sure Peter's did. And Peter's like, oh. That didn't work out as well as I had hoped. Oh, and what, neither, oh yeah, I needed the whole friends thing. And then Gwen drops the bombshell. She's moving to England. Yeah, that apparently she's got her heart really set on that whole Oxford thing. Who'd have thought? Oh, and here's something that's interesting. And this is never talked about in the movie, but Gwen talks about how it's down between her and a freshman from college, but he's like 14, and it could be him. And I'm thinking to myself, now, we all know what happened later with this franchise, but I'm just speculating here. Was this them setting the seeds for Miles Morales? I don't know. Did Miles Morales uh, enter college at 14? I want to say he did. Maybe? Possibly? Perhaps? You know what? Eventually we're going to get to Into the Spider-Verse and know for sure, so... Yeah, we'll figure an answer for that in about, I'd say, what, three months? Yeah. Peter notices something in Times Square, and here's Electra walking around in Times Square. Another nut in Times Square... Uh, yeah, we have to deal with frickin' bootleg Elmos, and now we gotta deal with this guy who's, like, sucking up all the power. Yeah, well, Greg, you've been to Times Square far more than I have. Where does this rank in the, uh... Bazaarness in Times Square? Yeah. Uh, Not even the top ten, Chico. Not even the top ten? Not even the top ten in bizarre stuff you see in Times Square. And meanwhile, he's just saying, It's not my fault! Please stop! Please! And then he's Stop. seeing himself all on the TVs. It's like, oh my god, you can see me. Everybody sees me. No, 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 no. Please do that. That's bad. Please don't do this. Please don't do this! And much like uh, a little baby who's just getting used to having powers for the first time, he overdoes it. And now Spider-Man's here, and he's trying to stop the situation, and Fax is like, oh, I walked into the street. The car almost hit me. You swooped me up. You saved me. You don't remember me? You said you needed me. And Spider-Man's like, oh, wait, you're the guy with the blueprints. Yeah, the blueprints. Oh, I remember you. Of course I remember you. You're my eyes and ears. Oh, wait. Oh, no, he forgot his name. 
No, no. Is it Max? Oh, yeah, Max, Max. Oh, yeah, it's totally your name. Meanwhile, there's a sniper. Oh, no. No, no. This this is going to be bad. No, this is not going to work out well at all. No. And meanwhile, Spidey's like, no, don't shoot him. No shooting. He's trying to de-escalate the situation. That's admirable. That's what makes him Spider-Man. It is. Hey, guys, this is my buddy Max. Hey, NYPD, don't shoot him. No one shoots at Max. No shooting. No shooting at Max. Just be careful around that electricity. And then they get a sniper shot off. And then Max gets a shock off at the sniper. And then Max gets a shock off at Spider-Man, which shorts out one of his web blasters. And then Max hears someone shout, you stupid freak. And then, oh, there's all these voices in his head. Oh, no. There's a song being played with the voices in his head. Oh, yeah. Wait, it gets worse. All the pictures of Max are now pictures of Spider-Man. Then he realizes, oh, Spider-Man's a jerk. I'm going to kill him. Oh, here the almost succeeds. Yeah. Almost he succeeds. almost manages to take out the uh, Red Staircase people as well. You know the Red Staircase. Yeah, I know the Red Staircase in Times Square. Like, what's Spidey to do with one web blaster? Use it. And save all the people from being electrocuted. But not before he turns the lights out on Broadway. Oh, Max, what are you doing? There's explosions all over the place. He's getting more powerful. The only thing that can stop him at this point is... Fire hose. And look at look at Spider-Man. Spider-Man's wearing the freaking... He's wearing the fire helmet. Hey, Spider-Man's a New Yorker through and through. Yeah, the FDNY was like, hey, Spidey, we'll give you a helmet. We'll have you fight this fire. Okay. Oh, here's Gwen. And then Spider-Man's like, okay, what are we talking about? England? Okay. Really? really? Okay, I'm going to bounce now. That's it, Peter? You just walked up to Gwen and be like, England? And then you bounce? What? Oh, yeah. And there's that bag again. Yep. Oh. There's Pat Kiernan again. Yeah. Peter's still got a tube TV in 2014. He's a starving college student. Hey, look. Here's a montage to Gone, Gone, Gone by Philip Phillips. The feel-good song of 2014. Well, now he's trying to find the answer to the age-old question, what on earth is Roosevelt? And what do Oscorp and Richard Parker have to do with it? Oh, uh, Pat Kiernan's told us that online polls, which are surely not biased at all, no one can hack a web poll, as we no, know. No, you know what? Everybody tells the truth on the internet. Public That's sentiment just... is in favor of Spider-Man. We all know that online polls are a true parameter of truth and popularity. No one will make it up. Everybody tells the truth on the internet. Hey, look. Harry's watching the news. And meanwhile, he's scratching it. Oh, he notices that thing. It's a lesion. A legion, okay. And meanwhile, he drops the uh, little thing that his father gave him, and it turns into a gigantic user interface of some sort. Oh, and he finds this body armor. Hmm, I wonder if this body armor is going to play a part in this movie. Chekhov's gun. Oh, hey, look. It's video of his dad with Richard Parker talking about how 
the powers of spiders these. have the power to self heal. Oh, we use the radioactive isotope and human DNA. Meanwhile, Peter's watching YouTube tutorials on how batteries work. If you've ever lived in the eighties, I think y'all know how batteries work. I don't think Peter's young enough to have watched Mr. Wizard Chico to you be fair. True. I think it was a little before his time. Just a bit. He was probably a Beekman's World kid. And he's trying to get his web to the point where it will uh, resist Max Dillon's uh, shocking personality. Meanwhile, he gets a phone call from Harry. And he's like, Harry, why did you call me? All right, I need you here because I'm dying. What? Why do you need to tell me that? Well, turns out he's watching old footage of Richard Parker. And his dad. And his dad talking about basically trying to undo Norman Osborne's genetic abnormality. Well, some success that turned out to be. They never made it to human trials. So Harry's like, hey, Spider-Man, he was bitten by one of those spiders and it worked. And I don't know how. I don't know why. He can do everything a spider can. You get it? He can do everything a spider can. Because it's in the lyrics of the 1960s cartoon. Which apparently people don't know about. Which people don't know about. But the song somehow exists. Everybody loves the song, but nobody really knows about the song, which is just odd. So Harry needs Spider-Man's blood. Yep. But meanwhile, Gwen is searching for any information about Max Dillon. And it turns out Oscorp pretty much unpersoned him. Oh, yeah, they ghosted him out of existence. But meanwhile, (laughs) Harry's like... I need Spider-Man's blood. It'll save my life. But what if it's incompatible? You'll die. But this is me, Peter. I'm Harry Osborn. I'm brooding. My hair's so crappy. Oh, you took his picture, Peter. I take pictures. That's my job. I don't know the guy. Oh, you don't know him. Oh. I put together what you said at the river. Oh, you clearly know him. Oh, please, Pete. You're my friend. Uh oh. Uh oh. Meanwhile, deep in the crypts of Oscorp, somebody's accessed the central server, and somebody from the central server has blocked her. Oh, Harry's still like, Oh, please, Peter. I don't want to end up like my dad. Please help me. Please. And, need- and Peter's like, what, what am I supposed to do? Please, let me hug you, Peter. This, this, this shit. is, this is, uh, this, this is terrible. This is, uh, yeah. This is terrible. That's terrible. This whole scene is terrible. But ultimately, Pete agrees. I'm going to go find Spider Man. And, uh oh. Uh oh. The buzz is after Gwen. And oh, Peter's here. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? So they hide in a closet. Which is totally not cliche, by the way. And she finds it. Hey, the guy you were fighting last night, I met him. And he loves Spider-Man. And he was an electrical engineer in the building. 
I didn't get love vibes. I got wanted to kill me with electricity vibes. But then Gwen's like, oh, all the files got erased. Oh, that's Oscorp. And then Peter tells Gwen, oh, Harry, he's dying. And the only thing that's going to save his life is my blood. Spider-Man's blood. And if you give it to him, it could kill him. Or something worse. And Gwen, much like anyone watching this movie, is like, what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, I know. What does that have to do with anything? And now they're smooching in the closet. Which, again, totally not cliche. Okay, now they're going to set up a diversion. Oh, look at me. I'm a diversion. With coffee. Yeah, this security guy. I just spilled a hot latte over you and you and, oh man, oh, that just, I'm just a terrible person and I still can't dance. And who does Gwen meet in the elevator? Her boss, Harry. And what do they talk about? Their friend, Peter. He's like, I thought you two had broken up. Oh, yeah, yeah. We did, and it's, uh, uh, oh, it's complicated. It always is with Peter. Oh, it was such a pleasure meeting you, Gwen. I'm looking so dark and foreboding. And then we go to Ravencroft Institute for the Clinically Insane. And also this guy. I think This this German guy. You've been in a terrible accident. I'm here to help you. All of this because you're trying to help me. You are correct. I'm here to study you, to understand what you are, why you are, and you're going to shock him to death because of that. You do realize you locked me in a prison that runs on electricity. Yeah, this was not very thought out. No. At least when they put Magneto in a prison, at least they had the common sense to make the prison out of plastic. I'm a force of nature, like me. And uh, Dr. Kafka, his name's Dr. Kafka, by the way, that's not symbolism at all. Max, he's dying to know, Doc. But you better make damn sure you kill me this time, because if you don't, I'm going to kill the light. So everyone in this city is going to know how it feels to live in my world. A world without power. world without mercy. A world... Without Spider-Man. I don't know why Spider-Man has to do with the power. I don't know. I guess he's still uh, angry about that whole episode in Times Square. And who are you? Don't you know? I'm Electro. That one sounds like a name that Max still came up with. Oh, hey, Aunt May. She's looking at all the pictures on the wall. It's like she just thinks that he's obsessed with his father. And to a great deal, he is. But this is basically just like, okay, who are you? Why did you drop me here? What am I doing here? And then Aunt May's like, far as I'm concerned, you're my boy. I'm not your dad, but you're my boy. We raised you, Peter. (laughs) Yeah, Aunt May is understandably emotional. And they share a tender moment. And so Aunt May tells Peter everything about his parents. And, like, a few days after the funeral, some government people came to see them, and that the genetics research that Richard was doing with Norman was very valuable, and that people would pay a lot for it, 
and that he was a traitor. And Aunt May's like, no, I couldn't believe it. And Peter's like, I don't. What? This doesn't make any sense. This does not make sense. I don't know if Peter's saying that in character or if he's speaking for the audience. Yes. He's just this normal, unassuming guy. Took the D train to work. Came home at 7 every morning. Came home at 6 every night. That's important for some reason. Oh, hey, look. Spider-Man's here. He somehow came into Harry's house or apartment or what. Somehow came into Harry's house and Harry is as happy as a pig in mud. He also looks like he slept in mud. Oh, he does. He looks like crap. No, seriously. He's dying. Again, why is he dying? Norman Osborn lived to 63. He's like 18. Why is he dying so fast? I have no idea. But apparently it hasn't uh, soured him on scotch. So, And Spidey's like, I can't give you my blood. Not right now. He's like, what? I'm dying. You can't make me die more. He's like, how much you want? You want a plane? You want a boat? You want money? It's like, I don't want money. Oh, everyone wants my money. I don't. Oh, you're supposed to save people. I thought you were going to save people. Uh, uh. Come back, you fraud. Come back, you red and blue son of a... Uh, uh. Yeah, he's... He can literally still hear you. He can literally still hear you, Harry. And uh, again, Peter arrives to see Gwen off to her interview, making a uh, not the best entry, but... Yeah, he's like, everything I've been told, everything is lies, nothing makes sense. I have to figure out what I want to do with Harry. What if my blood saves him? I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Gwen's like... All right, can I have one minute with you? Well, before you do, I just want to talk you up a bit to this uh, obvious recruiter, so... Yeah, my name's John Hopkins. Good job. (laughs) Yeah, that's real smart, Peter. Say your name's John Hopkins. Anyway, God save the queen and, um, you know. Okay. And the ironic thing, Andrew Garfield is British. Oh, yeah, that is true. I forgot about that. Yeah, Andrew Gorfield is British. Well, he has dual citizenship between British and the okay, U.S. Okay, okay, that's good. Yeah, Andrew does that. He has, dual, he has dual citizenship between Britain and the USA of America. Hey, Tom Holland can't say that. No. Hell, Anya Taylor-Joy of the Queen's Gambit has dual citizenship. Yeah, but she's Argentinian. Okay, she has triple citizenship. Britain, Argentina, and the USA of America, baby! So checkmate! And Taylor Joy has triple citizenship. Take that, Andrew! Why did we bring up Anna Taylor Joy in this podcast? I don't know. Hey, we don't need a reason to. Just like Peter doesn't need a reason to ransack all of his findings about Richard Parker, including that calculator of his that has uh, enough holes 
to fill a few dozen Metro tokens? What? What? So Richard Parker just kept some subway tokens hidden in like his calculator or whatever. Why would anyone keep Metro tokens in a calculator? Yeah, especially considering by this point they had already upgraded to Metro cords. Okay, let's go to Google. Oh, yeah, good. Finally, Peter's using Google. He finally realized Bing stunk. Okay, Roosevelt, subway, D-train. Time for some learning. Roosevelt Secret Station, track 61, a secret subterranean extension of New York's D-line under Pershing Square, built to transport President Franklin Roosevelt away from the public eye to keep his polio hidden from the American people. It's true. It's true. Don't make me say it again. Oh, hey, here's Felicia Hardy back for her second of two scenes. She makes the most of those two scenes. Oh, give Felicity Jones credit. She acted her ass off in these two scenes. She which did. Is, which is more than what we can say about Dane DeHaan. Oh, Dane DeHaan. This Macaulay Culkin-looking motherfucker. He looks at Felicia and says, Go home. Take the day off. Bye, Felicia. I'm surprised he didn't just say bye, Felicia, to make the grids more groan-inducing as it is. Well, that wouldn't be a thing for another five years. But then Felicia says, I overheard security talking. Before they destroyed the spiders, they had the venom extracted. Wait a minute. Wait, what? They wanted to destroy the evidence, but still keep the data. If it became useful, it's somewhere in the building. Somewhere off the books called Special Projects. So he goes to his UI desk, looks up Special Projects, and sees something approved by Harry Osborne. He takes a look at it. It's the video that Electro made. And he's cut off. And guess who shows up? It's the Oscorp board people. He's like, you covered this up. You buried him in the bug house. This, oh, and he's like, Ravencroft is a time-worn institution. He's like, oh, you're experimenting on people down there. Uh." A lot of your deceptive criminal actions, you have been, how can I put this slightly, fired. And he's like, oh, you're going to be dead anyway, Harry. So it's like, who cares? No one's going to remember you when you die. Am I right? (laughs) I'll kill you! And then Harry's like, you know what? You don't have to escort me out. I know my own way out. (laughs) Say what you will about Harry, but there's always going to be a villain in a three-piece suit. I'm sorry. The most villainous people in these movies are bald white guys in suits, right? Yeah. And now Peter's searching in the subways. He finds this place. The Roosevelt Station under Pershing Square, D-Train. Not Dontrell Willis. No. But all he has to do is put a token in. Peter's like, what? what? I put, put a token in. What did this do? And then, oh, oh, here it is. Here it's it is, a false Chico. bottom. It's a false bottom. Yes. And here's a train. A train magically pops up. And guess what it is? It's the station where Richard did his research. 
I could have sworn this was used in Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles too. Where's David Warner when you need him? Right. Probably too busy on the Titanic with Susan St. James. Is that right, Susan? Uh-oh. That seems highly inappropriate. Now it's time to see what exactly was uploaded that fateful day. Test. My name is Richard Parker. Whatever lies will be told about me, I would like the world to know the truth. Oscorp was already a leader in genetic research when Norman Osborn made a deal with a foreign military organization to continue funding my research, and I discovered what they were going to use it for. Weapons, biological weapons, of course. So I refused, and now to eliminate me from the picture, Norman Osborn has falsified evidence against me in order to take control of my work. Well, that was certainly some stellar information that Richard gave us. Exposition! Hey, we're back at the Ravencroft Institute outside, and Harry's telling the guard, hey, open the gate, I need to see that Max guy. This is Mr. Osborne of Oscorp. Wait a minute, Mr. Osborne of Oscorp doesn't work at Oscorp anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. Now shut up. <laughs> and it turns out, Without Richard's blood, nobody could do his experiments. And Richard notes in the video club, he couldn't kill all the spiders because he didn't have enough time. But he has to disappear. But as a father, it may break his heart, and he may never see his boy grow up. Oh. And that just breaks Peter's heart. Oh. He has a responsibility to protect the world from what Richard created. He knows what the Osborne are capable of and people will say he's a monster for what he did i thought i always have more time oh there's young peter saying dead dead it's i'm like, sorry beep oh all, what? all of a sudden peter's like you mean that's what i saw in his study what oh here comes harry he's here to save electro Right now looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger's body double in Batman and Robin. He's like, I can give Spider-Man to you. He's like, you submitted the design for the grid. The company stole it from you. I want you to take it back. It has all the power in the city, Max. Spider-Man will come to you. I want you to make him bleed. We don't have time because I need you and you can trust me. You're my only chance I have of surviving. He's like, I know what it's like to be thrown away as the guards are getting me. Please, Max, I need you. Need you. And it just so happens, he just shocks himself out of the, uh, whatever he was imprisoned in. He could have shocked in that the whole time. Well, no, because he was actually on a bunch of mind-numbing drugs that Harry managed to uh, discontinue just before visiting him. Okay. So now that Electro's out... Oh, look! He just electrocuted that doctor guy. That looks painful. Yeah. Not not as painful as that. Oh, yeah. So, oh, look! Now they're friends, I guess. Want to be He's my like, friends? I thought we were already friends. Ooh. And I had a friend <laughs> once. Didn't work out. Yeah, me too. 
they're talking about the same person. But they don't know it's the same person. So let's go catch a spider. Which is the same person that they were once friends with, but they don't know that. Meanwhile, Pete emerges from Roosevelt Station to the news that Gwen got into Oxford. No thanks to him! Oh. But as fate would have it, she is trapped in New York City traffic trying to get to LaGuardia because that's a thing that happens in New York. Hey, all the power's out in Oscorp. Oh, look, that security guard, he got electrocuted to death. Yep. I guess you could say his lights are out. I guess now Electro's become like a cross between the T-1000, I guess. He's the ability to like shock people through their chest uh-huh. with his finger. And he destroys like that douchebag CEO's and, desk. And apparently he has some nice threads. He does. Oh, no. And Harry's like, okay, how cool is this? Okay, fairy godmother, you're going to grant me a wish. I want an answer. And then he's like, how dare you come back in here? Oh, you're a recalcitrant, unworthy, defective, urchin free. And then he just, Electro just uses like his thing and just electrocutes him. And oh, oh, God. Oh, no. Oh, God. I'm sorry. That's just not the answer we're looking for. And then, oh, God. Oh. oh, oh, too soon. Too and soon. Now, and now, oh no, Harry is whistling, whistling the Jeopardy fake music. I know this is a Sony production, and I know everybody on this film's a company man, but damn, damn, damn. You know, we talked about Bort Giamatti spinning in his grave earlier in that first scene with Paul Giamatti. I think Merv Griffin is spinning in his grave, having to hear Dane DeHaan do that on that Jeopardy theme. Well, it's better than the Will Smith joke on Men in Black. Somebody asks him a tough question, he just looks at him and says, damn, that was on Jeopardy last night. Okay, so we are now in special projects. And one of the special projects is what looks to be a few tentacles some body armor, and a spider. The spider's venom. But we ran every diagnostic test on the human trials. You actually already read human trials. So he shoots the venom inside of Harry and just as we feared... Oh, Harry thinks he's all cured. He's like, oh! Oh, it feels so nice! Oh! And then he's like, oh! Oh! Yeah, I'm taking my shirt off. Oh, oh, I don't know why I'm ripping my shirt off. Oh, well, take a look at him. And on his way out, because he is human swine, he pulls the alarm. And uh, meanwhile, Harry undergoes a change. A massive change. And look, he sees it. Oh, look, it's that suit I was looking up earlier. Let me get into that suit. He gets into the suit, which also happens to be connected to uh, a hoverboard. A hoverboard? A hoverboard. Why is there a hoverboard attached to it? I have no idea. 
But I do know this. His suit also has healing powers. Why does it have healing powers? I have no idea. Probably because it was meant for his father. Meanwhile, we're back in traffic, and here comes Spider-Man. And she's like, stop the cab. It's in New York City traffic. And Spider-Man is a message for Gwen. I love you. And then why are they on the top of the bridge? Because it's romantic, dude. But how did they get on top of the bridge? It's Spider-Man. Use your imagination. Okay. He's like, you are wrong about us being on different paths. We're always going to be on the same path. And Peter decided, you're going to go to England? I'm coming with. And then they notice, oh no, the power is all down. Why is the power going out? I don't know. Why is the power going down? Is there a backup plan at Oscorp? If you magnetize it in with a battery, it holds an electric charge. Okay, so we got all this panic going around. How do they get past the police? Gwen just says, oh, my dad was a police officer. And we need jumper cables and some copper wire. It's like, okay. My suit will ground me. And she's like, I'm coming with you. And he's like, no, you're not. And he's like, yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. I've seen the grindsmith. I can help you. Okay. Just close the uh, trunk of the NYPD cab, will ya? Zip. Oldest trick of the book. Meanwhile, in the hospital ER, there's no power. And Aunt May is working as a student nurse. Yeah, not going well. Nope. Speaking of things not going well, there's Electro again. Oh, somehow Electro's face is on the building. You see me now, Spider-Man. Oh, and because you know, the... could have stopped this if you just remembered what his name was. This movie would have been over an hour ago if you remembered what his name was. Oh, no, we got two planes because the power's down and air traffic control can't communicate with them. So they are about to collide with each other, which oh. I don't know if you know this, but that's not good. No. Meanwhile, Electro says he's going to take back what's rightfully his, the power grid. And that will be like a god to them. A god named Sparkles? So Gwen busts out of the web, closes the trunk of the car. And then and, and Spidey's fighting Electro again. And it just so happens he has that new, more powerful web. The one that is uh, shock resistant. Yes. Yeah. Too bad you can't say the same for the rest of them, though. Oh, hey, look. Electro just... He's using the towers to play Itsy Bitsy Bitsy Spider. You get it! Yeah. Peter hates that song. Hey, look, Gwen's arrived in the police car. Billy, you wet me to a car. And Gwen's like, I know the grid specs. Spider-Man's like, you can't be here right now. This is, like, insane and stuff. And she's like, nobody tells me where I can and can't be. Nobody puts Gwen Stacy in a corner. Okay, so we gotta use his power against him. So, hello! It's go- oh, look, it's Ghost Dennis Leary again. He came back, and then, oh, look who comes through Ghost Dennis Leary. It's Electro! I've gotta stop fighting distracted. Turns out, Somebody had already beaten Gwen to the punch. And she has, what, 60 seconds to 
restore power. Yeah, so the planes don't collide with each other. How does that work? Well, sort of like this. Spidey makes a web, Electro shocks it, and then Spidey gives it back to him, along with a little bit of his own. Oh, so he pulled us what Superman did to Nuclear Man in Superman for the Quest for Peace. When Superman just threw him into a reactor and then all the power came back on. Yep. The only way for me to solve this crisis is to be Superman 4, the quest for peace. Oh, that's why they call it that. And no sooner than that happens than the planes avoid colliding with each other. Worst layover ever. Oh, you got that right. Hey, look, the power is back at Aunt May's hospital. Power's back all over New York City. The one thing that isn't back is Electro, because I don't know if you know this, but if you give too much battery power to a battery, it explodes. Yeah. But right now, that's the least of Peter's worries, because... Oh. Oh, Here comes the Goblin! Oh, jeez. Oh, God, you look deader than usual. So Harry sees Spidey and Gwen together, puts two and two together, and he's like, Peter. Oh, I get it. When you said no, you were saying no. Oh, I get it now. Harry, what did you do? <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Harry, I you think what you're doing is right, but it isn't. Oh, no. He takes Gwen. I'm surprised he hasn't thrown a pumpkin bomb yet. And Spidey's like, Harry, leave Gwen out of this. This is between you and me. Drop her. Okay. And to put a long story short, they fall through the clock tower. Spidey's fighting Goblin. Spidey's trying to keep Gwen from falling to her death. And, uh, you know what they say? It's not the falling that kills you. It's the landing. Well, the irony here is Gwen never actually lands. But the force of the sort of web sort of causes a whiplash event. If that makes any sense. A oh, whiplash event. You know what, Susan? You can take it from here. Uh-oh. Yeah. Peter kills his girlfriend. Accidentally, but still kills his girlfriend. We don't even see how this fight ends, which is just a major buzzkill. We do see how this fight ends. The gears literally fall on him. Harry, we mean. The gears fall on the goblin. So, okay. Funeral. Time marches on. We see... Peter just moping at Gwen's grave through the seasons and whatever. And through all of this, no Spider-Man. But a well-dressed gentleman shows up. Hey, it's it's the gentleman from the mid-credits scene in the end of the first movie. Yep. And he wants to cut a deal with Harry. The thing you have to understand is, Harry has no control over when the goblin shows up. Yeah, because now all of a sudden, it's like he's magically better. Well, 
his haircut's still a mess. It's never explained why it's magically fine now, even though apparently we were told he was dying. Well, I guess you could say the uh, the serum kind of kind of sort of worked like it, like it kind of sort of worked on Kurt Cotter's back in the first movie. I guess, but now instead of wanting Spider Man's blood, he wants Spider Man's head. He's willing to use any and every resource at Oscorp's disposal to get it. Starting with, let's just say he wants to have a band of criminals. He wants to keep it small. But he doesn't say how many. Little more than five, little less than seven, maybe. Because, guys, they're trying to set up a Sinister Six movie that never happens. And you can tell when you look at the scene, you have tentacles, vulture wings, and octopus a, arms, and the gigantic rhino shaped tank. A tank? Is that a tank? Yeah, suit I think of it's armor? A ta- yeah, it's a tank slash suit of armor. So remember Alexei from the beginning of the movie? We start with him. Yeah. He manages to escape and he gets his hands on the suit. Hey, look, it's that kid he saved in the alley. Yep. And we see his wind turbine. And all of a sudden, he knows what to do. But first, we have to settle things with Aunt May. Oh, it's a shame that spider guy's gone. It's like, hey, Peter, where where are you going? He's like, uh... Uh, I don't know. I've been trying to put some of Ben's stuff in boxes. You're throwing his stuff away? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, no, 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 no. I couldn't do that. It's a part of me. She's just trying to find a better place for Ben's stuff. So she's just going to take one last look at it, and she's going to put it where it belongs. She never says where it's going to belong. I'm guessing she's probably just going to take the stuff to Goodwill. Uh, probably. Maybe. But so, then Pete sees one picture, okay, two pictures, of Gwen Stacy and a flash drive. And on the flash drive, Gwen's speech. It's easy to feel hopeful on a beautiful day like today. But there will be dark days ahead of us, too. There will be days where you feel all alone. And that's when hope is needed most. No matter how buried it gets or how lost you feel, you must promise me that you will hold on to hope. Keep it alive. We have to be greater than what we suffer. My wish for you is to become hope. People need that. And even if we fail, What better way is there to live? As we look around here today at all of the people who helped make us who we are, I know it feels like we're saying goodbye, but we will carry a piece of each other into everything that we do next to remind us of who we are and of who we're meant to be. I've had a great four years with you. I'll miss you all very much. Cue the mask. Yep, there's the mask. There it is. And Peter's like, 
I know what I have to do. And then, oh, here's Alexei. He's the rhino now. Yep. He's in, oh, that, look at that. It's so, oh, it's so goddamn ridiculous. Uh-huh. Everybody's out 56 in park. It is complete chaos. There's the little kid. Hey, look, the little kid has managed to sneak under the barricade, and he's going to try to... St- oh, no, kid, what are you doing? No, 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 kid, kid, no. Spider-Man, you are a lot shorter than you were before. <laughs> and then, hey, guess who's come back? It's Spider-Man. It's regular-sized Rudy. Yes. He's like, I need you to come back. He's like... Wow, you're the bravest kid I've ever seen. All right, now I'll take care of this jerk, but go to your mom. All right, so just, yeah, just, yeah, I'll I'll take care of this. They're like, yay! You fight me now? I am Rhino! On behalf of the five people of New York City and real rhinos everywhere, I ask you to put your mechanized paws in the air. And he's like, never! I crush you! I kill you! I destroy you! And he's all like, Bet you can't say that over here. And so, oh, here we go. We got a showdown here. They're running. They're grunting. Spider-Man's got like a sewer uh, lid on. Smack. Woo! And that's the movie. That's the movie. That's your movie. That's the movie. That's all there is to it. What happens in the rest of the fight? Nobody knows. I guess we'll never know. What happens to the rest of the fight? Nobody knows. What happens to the Green Goblin? Nobody knows. What happens to Felicia? Nobody knows. Nobody knows what happens to anyone. Because, as I said before, this movie wrote checks that Sony ultimately couldn't cash. Yes. But uh, interesting things I've learned about this movie before we uh, went ahead and watched it just now. Shalene Woodley. Mrs. Yes! The future Mrs. Aaron Rodgers. Yes! The future <laughs> Mrs. Aaron Rodgers. The future Mrs. Discount Double Check. Was cast as Mary Jane and filmed some scenes. But ironically, the producers thought there were too many characters in this film. Oh, really? They had to cut Mary Jane Watson out because there were too many characters in this movie. Yes. And another interesting thing is Emma Stone actually wrote that speech. Really? Yep. I thought it was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty good. Well, do you want to know how much this movie ended up grossing? How much did this movie end up grossing? And domestically in the U.S., it grossed $202.9 million in the U.S. and Canada and five hundred six point one million overseas for a total of seven hundred and nine million. Deadline Hollywood calculated the net profit of the film to be seventy point three eight million dollars. So it basically only made seventy million dollars. Yep, that's not good. Nope, but it did set up a lot of things that probably would have gone to a third movie in this sort of series. So originally they were going to set up a Sinister Six movie for 2016, and then they were going to set up Amazing Spider-Man 3 for 2018. So I got 
Truth by Consensus Wikipedia. I'm going to put it up right here on the screen share for you, Chico. Okay. It said, Sony had originally intended the launch an expansive film universe to compete with the Marvel Cinematic Universe. In 2013... And, you know, ultimately they did with the uh, first Venom movie. Yeah, it's as we we'll talk about that when we get to it. It's like, yeah, it's this weird thing where they're still working with the MCU, but they're still doing their own thing. It's weird. It makes no sense. I guess we'll talk about that later when we get to Venom. So Sony announced originally that the third Amazing Spider-Man movie would be released on June 10th, 2016, with Alex Kurtzman, Roberto Orsi, and Jeff Pinkner returning to write and with a fourth film to be released on May 4th of 2018. Now, the series was to include spinoff films, including The Sinister Six and Venom, with Drew Goddard to write and direct The Sinister Six movie, with Kurtzman directing a Venom script co-written by himself, Orchi, and Ed Solomon. Hey, the Bill and Ted guy! Yep. He also wrote Men in Black, so he knows a thing or two about this sort of thing. So Sinister Six was planned for November 11, 2016, and by 2014 in August, Sony had hired Lisa Joy Nelson to write the script for a 2017 film starring Felicia Hardy slash Black Cat. Yeah, she uh, helped write a little TV show, you may have heard of it, called Westworld. Oh, okay. And then Sony revealed plans for a spinoff based on Spider-Man 2099 to be released in late 2017. We'll kind of talk about Spider-Man 2099 when... We get there in, like, one little scene in a movie in a couple of months. Yeah. Now, aside from all of this, when everybody was getting ready to come back and everybody's ready to get started, Andrew Garfield, Mark Webb, they both revealed that they were going to return for the third film. They didn't know if they were going to be on board with the fourth. Mark Webb said he was not going to direct. And by 2014, following the uh, sort of low box office, but still, I'd love to make $70 million. I don't know about you, but I'd love yeah. to make $70 million. Orsi left to work on Star Trek Beyond. So The Amazing Spider-Man 3 would focus on Peter in the aftermath of Gwen's death, but would have included Chris Cooper returning as Norman Osborn, which... How would that have been possible? Baked his death? I don't know. Maybe he shot himself with that sort of serum. Okay, so Amazing Spider-Man 3 was delayed to 2018, and Amazing Spider-Man 4 was moved to an unknown date. And then something happened, Chico. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, how could I put this? Okay, but, but before we get to that, I should note that I believe that they were going to officially announce because uh, this isn't on Truth by Consensus Wikipedia, but this is stuff I've heard and read about. On, this is stuff on your own little on red, my own um, yeah, your I went, own little red Richard Parker board there. Yeah, I went rogue here on this. So okay, so there was going to be this big Sony meeting where they're going to announce Andrew Garfield and the release date for Amazing Spider-Man three, and Andrew Garfield just bounced like, nope, not doing this. Nope. Uh-uh. Nope. I see the writing on the wall here. And, and then, people at Sony were, like, pissed, like, what the hell, Andrew? And so they decided to go, well, they want to go in yet 
another different direction. And this was after the events of 2014 with the Sony Pictures hack. Yes. Okay. So, yeah, you you all know about this. So, I guess in this case, we have to thank James Franco and Seth Rogen for this kind of sort of. I don't know about you, but I ain't thinking North Korea. They could go f- themselves. Apparently, Sony was begging Sam Raimi to come back to the franchise. Then they also wanted to uh, put Fighty in the MCU with Civil War. But how can I put this? Because Marvel is a subsidiary of the Walt Disney Company. But they weren't exactly thrilled with the film rights still being with Sony. To put a long story short, the mouse wanted his cheese. They wanted some terms that were more favorable to the Marvel side rather than the Sony side. And ultimately, they came to a deal that allowed Spider-Man to be the MCU, which canceled the Amazing Spider-Man franchise. Yes. So we'll talk about that more when we get to next month's movie. We'll talk about all the deets and all the goings-on and all the stuff in Civil War and all the the casting and everything with the next Spider-Man. But before we get into that, we have to... Are we going to talk about the merch now? Well, well, hold on a second. Before we do, I want to play this. Now, this is from an interview that Dennis Leary gave at Comic-Con in 2015 to IGN about what would have happened in Amazing Spider-Man 3. I want to hear this. Okay, so so here's Dennis. He spilled the deets to IGN about what was going to be in Amazing Spider-Man 3. So you want to hear this? I want to hear this. Maybe this will answer some questions. Here we go. Uh, You know, you uh, had a role in the Amazing Spider-Man films. Just curious what you think. You know, they didn't get to finish that story, you know. Uh, Do you think, you know, Mark got a a, a fair shot on that, or are you disappointed that he didn't get to finish up? I was disappointed because... Uh, I'm totally selfish and greedy, mm-hmm. and I was part of the franchise. I came back briefly in two. Part of the discussion was that possibly in three, there was this idea at one point that uh, Spider-Man would be able to take this formula and regenerate the people in his life that had died. So there was this discussion about that Captain Stacy would come back even bigger in oh, wow. episode three, and I was like, let's go. <laughs> right, um, right. So I was a little disappointed, but mm. I like working with Mark a lot. I really, uh-huh. Mark's a great director, great actor's director, mm-hmm. um, and I loved working with that cast. We had a blast, um, and I really would love to work with Mark again. I really, I mean, I, for a big budget, uh, gigantic action movie that's really about um, a franchise. Yeah. Uh, to be on that that stage and watching Emma and Andrew and even. Uh, in our group scenes, we would just go off script and improvise, which nobody let, let you do on those things. Really? Yeah, it was a big really movie great. like that. Yeah, it was really That's great. Wild. It was really, um, it was a, it was a lot of fun. Oh. It was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed it. So I miss it because I really like working with those guys. I guess this explains why Chris Cooper would have been back in the third one. It would have been just reviving the dead. It's like we're all just reviving the dead up in here, reviving all the dead people. Everybody's dead. Nope. Nope. But. You know, if we're going to talk about this big Spider-Man movie, we got to talk about the merch. Yes, the famous part we do every episode, we have to talk about the Blu-rays and the DVDs. So, yeah, this came out on Blu-ray DVD. I have this right here. It's the Amazing Spider-Man 2 regular Blu-ray edition. 
And now there was an exclusive bonus disc, only at Target this time, and it's called Something Sinister This Way Comes. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. And by the way, if you do not want to go and search for that bonus disc, it is on another Blu-ray set, which I'll get to in a bit. But yeah, this includes in the uh, bonus features, they have The Wages of Heroism, Making the Amazing Spider-Man 2, over 100 minutes of immersive featurettes detailing the efforts to bring The Amazing Spider-Man 2 to life, Filmmaker's Commentary, Four Deleted Scenes with Commentary, the Alicia Keys It's On Again music video. Yeah, that song came from this movie. I don't even remember that song, and I love Alicia Keys. Yeah. That's a song we... If you're listening to this on PlaySpeed Nation Pop, we played this at the beginning. Oh, Blu-ray exclusives. They have nine additional deleted scenes on the Blu-ray with commentary from Mark Webb, including... Oh, you're not going to believe this. There's a deleted scene in here where Peter meets his dad. Apparently his dad didn't die. Nobody dies for real. Right? I guess. Well, it's comics. It's like, well, wait a minute. Wasn't it? Didn't it used to be like everyone never dies except for like um, Uncle Ben, uh, Bucky, Ben, Bucky, and and Jason Todd. But Bucky and Jason Todd came back and poor Uncle Ben is still dead. It's crazy. It is absolutely crazy. Okay. But, but then there's... Oh, yeah! We have to talk about this! Okay. The so... ultimate version. The ultimate version. If you bought this movie on Amazon.com on Blu-ray and you got the collector's edition, Chico, can you describe what's in my Zoom background behind me? That is a decapitated head of J.B. Fox. Yes! That lights up. That lights up. And they had Stan Lee do like a featurette on the Sony YouTube channel talking about this Blu-ray set. Do you want to hear this? I do want to hear this. Hey, Spidey fans. Stan Lee here to show you the amazing Spider-Man 2 Electro Collector's Edition. Boy, I want to tell you, this is amazing. Not only... Does it look like Electro? And what a head of Electro it is. But watch what happens when you push the little button in the back. That's right, it lights up. Electro, master of electricity, and it can be yours. Just push that little button in the back. How about that? And will wonders never cease? This amazing, beautifully sculptured head of Electro comes with a great Blu-ray and DVD of The Amazing Spider-Man 2, all in one great package. And you can get all of this exclusively at Amazon.com. How lucky can you be? Excelsior! If I could just say, I miss Stan Lee. Oh, I do too. I gotta give Stan a lot of credit. He really sold me on this. It, he, it's Stan Lee. He, he's Aside from being imaginative and uh, very talented, he was a pitchman. Yeah, he sold me on owning a decapitated head of Jamie Foxx that lights up. Uh, I've always wanted to own the head of the man who hosts Speech Shazam. Okay, 
But also, in 2017, when Spider-Man Homecoming came out, like the um, Spider-Man 3 movie limited edition of the Raimi trilogy that they released for Spider-Man Homecoming, they released something similar for The Amazing Spider-Man 1 and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 on Blu-ray and 4K. They released this special The Amazing Spider-Man limited edition collection that has one and two together with a special bonus disc. And it has like a, uh, like the other set on the Raimi trilogy. It has a little book that's hard to read. You have to make sure like you don't destroy anything. Some great design, Sony. It's pretty though. Like I'm opening it. You can see it. There's like the web you can see of New York City skyline. Oh yeah. Chasm one. Then Tasm two, you have the fight with uh, at the end of the movie with Spider Man and Electro, and then you have like all this behind the scenes of uh, Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone right here. All new special features. There's 15 archival featurettes. That uh, bonus feature, that bonus disc from Target I told you about. Yep. That special features on this set. That's on the set. That's on this set, and all the um archival featurettes and everything. They're all on this set. So if you don't want to get the regular Amazing Spider-Man 2 Blu-ray and you just want to get both movies in one thing, there you go. It's on regular Blu-ray and enough 4K combo pack, too. All right. I, I got mine at... Uh, I got that in the uh, set for the Raimi trilogy from this uh, version on sale at my uh, local Toys R Us when it closed. Yeah. The only thing I got at my local Toys R Us was a... Retro Arcade Burger Time. But it was really good. Uh, also, while we're talking, I found the video game of oh. Amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh yeah, there was a video game. Yeah, it was for all the major platforms. Of course, in Japan, it was only a Sony exclusive. It was only released on the Xbox and Wii U in North America, Europe, and Australia. And it was released on Android and iOS worldwide first. And like all the Spider-Man officially licensed video games, it does go over the movie, but in order to pad it out to uh, increase playability, you do have like a bunch of side quests. Like there's one involving the creation of Venom, there's one where Spidey is being taken under the wing of Craven the Hunter. And uh, there's also some DLC investigating Russian hideouts. And isn't Carnage in the game? Yes. An interesting thing, we learned that Felicia is actually an agent of the Kingpin. Wait, how would that have worked? Because the Kingpin at this time, I think, wasn't he already set up in the um, Netflix shows. He was set up in Daredevil, yes. Yeah, so how would that have worked? I don't know, it's a video game. Oh, I guess, because it's not the movie, it's the video game. So it's like the video game, oh, no one really cares about this. No one's paying attention. Yeah, there's another sort of scene where Peter meets an old friend named Stan. What?! After visiting his old friend Stan, Peter is inspired to be the man Uncle Ben would have wanted him to be, and resumes his never-ending battle against crime. 
Meanwhile, Fisk takes over Oscorp and decides to continue financing the task force alone before being visited by the chameleon, who's been posing as Harry's assistant, Donald Macon, to oversee Fisk's experiments at Ravencroft. When the chameleon asks what their next move is, Fisk says, now the real work begins. So yeah, it's like, okay, it's a game based on the movie, but you can see where it starts to splinter off. Suffice it to say, no one played it, no one liked it, and it just stayed where it was. And truth be told, I believe this was the last Spider-Man game ever released on a console before the Sony Spider-Man PlayStation 4 game. Yeah, and thank heavens too, because the Spider-Man PS4 game, that's great. I would have said it was the best Spider-Man game to be released on the home console. Then I picked up Miles Morales for the PS5. I got Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS4 because I haven't gotten a PS5 yet. I played it for a week, addicted, and then I just stopped, and I haven't played it since. So I got to finish. I was told, like, the game was, like, very short, so I figured I better stop, and then I'll play it again and resume the rest later. I'll eventually get around to finishing the game. Yeah, it's not a bad game. It's a good game, but it's not a long game. So, yeah. you know, you know, take a weekend off, just blaze through it. You, you'll do fine. I'm sure you can get it very cheap now. Oh, yeah, totally. Especially yeah. the PS4 version. All right, so do we have anything to say about the two amazing Spider-Man movies to wrap this series up before we move on to the next series? If I could be completely honest... Remember when I said that The Amazing Spider-Man was uh, Sony's sweaty try-hard of a movie? Yeah. Yeah, this one tries even harder. Like the first movie, it was alright. The second movie, they're just really trying to replicate the MCU. It's like, I'll show you, Kevin. And it doesn't work whatsoever. No. And it doesn't help that one of your villains is acting so awful. Like, Dane DeHaan, what the hell is he doing? That's probably why we haven't seen him in a movie since, because he was so awful in this movie. Like, Topher Grace in Spider-Man 3, he was awful, but you know what? At least Topher Grace was so bad he was funny. This does not, it's not so bad. It was funny. This is so bad. And especially the scene where he's humming the Jeopardy theme. Oh, God. Because uh, I watched Tasm 2 for the first, believe it or not, I had never seen the movie in full until today as we're recording this. And I watched it in full. And I literally, when that scene happened, I groaned so hard. I said to Chico in the Facebook chat, oh, Jesus. He said those words. Those I, words exactly. I said those words exactly to him. So he just said, oh, Jesus. So there you have it. The Amazing Spider-Man 2 could have been really good, except it just really, 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 really tried so hard. Luckily, with the next film, they brought it back to brass tacks, and it made for a really compelling story. Yup. 
and introduced us to, let's just say, a new universe of characters. Literally and figuratively. Oh, but yes. But that's another story. Well, in our next episode, we're going to have a homecoming of sorts, if you know what I mean. And in more ways than one, too. And that's going to come, I believe, in about a month's time, right? Yes, it'll actually, we're going to be doing it monthly again. No month break next month. Nope. Next time, get your awkward corsages and your poopy tuxedos, because we're going to a homecoming. Until then, for Greg and everybody at Place to Be Nation Pop, my name is Chico Alexander. Join us next time as we continue our deep dive into the Spidey Movieverse.